0: Have you ever received a text from an unknown number claiming that you've won a contest you have never joined? What's alarming is the fact that the sender knows your full name and requires you to give out additional personal information to claim the prize. Such scam is one of the many ongoing data and privacy breaches happening to the world right now. As technology makes it easier for us to share data and information about ourselves, It also makes it more difficult to manage the processing of information. Now that issues relating to the use or misuse of our information is a hot topic right now, the question lies, what can we do to lessen the rampant disclosure of our information? Is there a solution to the never-ending phishing scams that currently plague our country? This is Movers a legal podcast that covers the latest and relevant trends and insights on Philippine legal issues and topics, expertly discussed and diluted down by the experienced legal team at Goriseta, Africa, Kauton, and Saavedra. Again, this is Prime Movers. For our fourth episode, Francis A. Africa, partner at Goriseta and head of the litigation group and data privacy and cybersecurity group of the firm, will be sharing his insights on the latest data privacy issues and trends and the recent data privacy enforcement mechanism issued by the National Privacy Commission.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of Prime Movers. This is Adriana Paya, partner at Goriseta, and a member of litigation, labor, data privacy, and real estate practice groups of the firm. Joining me today is Francis Africa. Attorney Francis Kiko Africa is a partner at Goriseta, Africa, Kauton, and Saavedra, and heads the data privacy, cybersecurity, and litigation practice groups of the firm. A member of the Philippine Bar since 2005, Attorney Africa holds a bachelor's degree in political science from the University of Asia in the Pacific. He obtained his Juris Doctor degree from the Ateneo de Manila University. Attorney Africa has extensive experience in litigation covering civil, criminal, tax, corporate, and labor-related disputes. He is also exposed to various compliances and regulatory work in relation to transportation law, among others. The firm was bestowed with the Baden Award, Data Privacy and Protection Law Firm of the Year at the 2021 ALB Philippine Law Awards. As mentioned, this practice area is led by Attorney Francis Africa. Kiko was finalist for the ALB Southeast Asia 2022 Data Privacy and Protection Lawyer of the Year. Welcome to Prime Movers, Kiko.
2: Hi, Ed. Hello to our listeners and thank you for having me today. Let's get right
1: into it. Data privacy is a hot topic these days given the many spam messages that I'm sure most of our listeners have also been receiving recently. To start, can you share with us first what data privacy is and how it affects our everyday lives?
2: Well, you started it right, Ed. Um, We've been receiving a lot of um, unwanted text messages. Uh, To answer your question, data privacy aims to protect all forms of information, be it private, personal, or sensitive. This law basically covers the right of an individual like you and me not to have any of our personal data be disclosed without our consent. Data privacy ensures that the data collected from us as individuals is used only for its intended legal purpose. Now, to answer the second part, data privacy affects our everyday lives, especially now in this era of social media. We are able to share ourselves through different mediums, When we create a free account on any social media platform, we give up our personal information. When we use food delivery apps or online shopping platforms, we disclose not only our names, but we also share our mobile number, email addresses, and even our home addresses, all of which are personal information that must be protected.
1: Sharing of personal information is really quite ubiquitous nowadays. As such, It begs the question, how do we ensure that our data
2: is protected? Ubiquitous is such a heavy word, but um, I think I should be able to answer your question. Here in the Philippines, uh, most of us do not know that the Data Privacy Act was passed into law as early as 2012. In the context of the rapid growth of the digital economy and increasing international trade of data, the Philippines has strengthened its privacy and security protections. It was enacted to protect the fundamental human right of privacy, of communication, while ensuring free flow of information to promote innovation and growth. The NPC urges organizations to remain its active partners in administering and implementing the Data Privacy Act and its related issuances. Ultimately, the NPC wants to instill that safeguarding personal data is their paramount obligation and failure to perform such obligation has actually its corresponding repercussions companies essentially have to ensure that their data collection methods are flawless as well as consistently share the entire process with data subjects including a breach of security should there be any and to do this companies should appoint a data protection officer and create privacy knowledge programs and privacy and data policies to regulate the handling of information as well as routine assessments to ensure quality data protection. In addition, companies must also have a proper procedure for breach notification to its customers. Ed, the Philippines is home to tens of thousands of data protection officers or DPOs in line with the law's requirement and commissions active awareness campaign and frequent workshops and briefing events. I see, is everyone with information protected under the Data
1: Privacy Act? If not, who is protected and what type of information about the
2: data subject is being protected? Well, Ed, the individual being protected under the Data Privacy Act is called the data subject. A data subject is an individual whose data, or what the law specially calls as personal information, is processed. Personal information refers to any information, whether recorded in a material form or not, from which the identity of an individual, like you and me, is apparent or can be reasonably and directly ascertained by the entity holding the information, or when, put together with other information, would directly and certainly identify an individual. Aside from personal information, an individual's sensitive personal information is also protected. It includes one's ethnic origin or education and privileged personal information. Lucky for us, the Data Privacy Act is comprehensive enough to protect any individual
1: or entity whose identity-related information is collected, recorded, or used. At a time when social media continues to flourish, this puts a lot of information and individuals at risk of illegitimate divulgence.
2: Under the said law, what rights are given to data subjects? Under the law, there are eight basic rights that belong to the data subjects. If you will allow me, I will go through them one by one. The first, right to be informed, which basically means that the data subject has the right to know when his or her personal data shall be used or being or have been processed. Second, the right to access, which involves being able to compel any entity processing or possessing any personal data to provide the data subject with a description of such data in its possession as well as the purposes for which they are to be or are being processed. Third, the right to object requires the consent of the data subject to be secured in collecting and processing his or her data. Next, you have the right to ensure or blocking, which from the word itself basically gives control on the data subject to suspend, withdraw, remove, or destroy personal information that has already been processed. Next, The right to rectify, which basically allows the data subject to dispute any inaccuracy or error in the personal information process and to have the personal information controller correct it immediately. In line with the control given to the data subject, the right to data portability also enables the data subject to obtain and electronically move, copy, or transfer personal data for further use. The last two rights are related to the enforcement of all other rights which are the right to file a complaint with the National Privacy Commission and the right to ask for damages because of unlawful obtained or unauthorized use of personal information. I think
1: we have a better grasp now of how data privacy works here in the Philippines, from what type of information is protected, who is a data subject, and what are his rights. So now, let's discuss the current trends and issues on data privacy. The rapid enhancement of technology brings with it the challenges of providing better ways to protect data, more specifically, personal information. On the part of the data subject, do you think there has been a shift on how they share, or disclose their personal information?
2: Well, Ed, I think data subjects are more active than reactive on the information that they disclose. Data subjects are becoming more aware of what happens when they disclose their personal information and take an active role to control their data. It seems that consumers nowadays as data subjects are more likely to choose companies that are very transparent and honest regarding their personal data collection and usage. I think people like you and me like to have the option to delete, download, review, view the personal data that's being collected from us. But even if data subjects are careful with the data that they disclose,
1: the current trends in the digital world and technology makes it hard for data privacy to keep up. If we look at current news regarding scams and phishing, which we will be discussing later, why do you think there are still issues as to data privacy?
2: There will always be a lot of issues regarding data privacy, like what you've mentioned, it has to do with the rapid rise of technology which makes it easier to retrieve data or information without even verifying it or without even asking for consent from the person being talked about. For example, this big phenomenon of big data or large diverse sets of information that grow at ever-increasing rates. You see, it encompasses the volume of information at which it is created and collected and the variety or scope of data points being covered. An example would be social media platforms and search engines which retrieve information essentially every second that goes by. Since these this platforms collect huge amount of data at times, they fail to inform the data subjects that they have retrieved their information which basically violates the principle of transparency. And another notable development that should be a concern to data subjects is the issue of surveillance or the monitoring of behavior activities or other changing information for the purpose of influencing, managing, directing, or protecting people. Unlike before, when this type of activity is usually reserved for government agencies like the law enforcement and the armed forces, Today, even the private sector is getting in on the action. Governments and even private companies would use technologies to monitor content of data subjects and even track communication between parties without their consent.
1: Even if there are challenges and issues brought about by technology with respect to data privacy, do you think that we can still overcome
2: these issues moving forward? I am very optimistic there is still hope in better regulation of data privacy. Actually, another trend in data privacy right now is how to regulate private companies that store and process personal information. Globally, governing bodies are acknowledging and acting on irresponsible data collection, storage, and application practices. And as we talked a while earlier, a significant factor for governing bodies to enact some sort of data privacy protections is an increased demand for corporate accountability from the public as data subjects. As holders of information that can be used blindly, we are beginning to recognize not only how companies collect our data, but the value of that personal information that we stand to gain from it. With that knowledge, we have made it clear that we expect more from the companies that we support. We want clear data policies We want only necessary information to be collected, and we want the power to remove that data from the public. So here in the Philippines,
1: can you say that our regulators are active in controlling the flow and privacy of personal information?
2: Well, yes. Uh, You see, due to the passage of the Data Privacy Act and the enactment of its um, rules and regulations, I can say that the chief regulator of data privacy in the Philippines is currently active in ensuring the data privacy regulations are enforced you see ed in our country the national privacy commission is mandated to administer and implement the data privacy act and its subsequent rules and regulations it is also mandated to monitor and ensure compliance of our country with international standards set for data protection personal data shall be adequate and not excessive in relation to the purposes for which they are collected and processed
1: Attorney Kiko, what were the instances when the NPC was proactive in regulating data privacy?
2: Last May, the NPC conducted on-site compliance check visits to personal information controllers and personal information processors to verify compliance documents that have been submitted and to determine whether there are substantial findings of non-compliance with the Data Privacy Act of 2012 and other issuances. For everyone's information, A PIC is a person or organization who controls the collection, holding, processing, or use of personal information including a person or organization who instructs another person or organization to collect, hold, process, use, transfer, or disclose personal information on his behalf while a PIP is a natural or juridical person to whom a PIC may outsource the processing of personal data. In an on-site visit, authorized NPC personnel will conduct a targeted inspection within the PIC or PIP's premises. This include, but it's not limited to, presentation of relevant documents or records, organizational inspection to its selected departments, wherein processing of personal information is undertaken and in an interview with relevant personnel tasked to manage personal information. Recently, The NPC released its guidelines and administrative fines for PICs or PIPs who commit data privacy infractions. It basically states that depending on the severity of data privacy infractions committed, the violator shall be subject to administrative fines. Let's go to the latest news on data privacy. It looks like one
1: of the latest hot topics right now would serve as a practical test for data privacy enforcement in our country. It is the bombardment of text scams, which includes personal information
2: about the center. Can you shed your thoughts on this, Attorney Kiko? Well, the current scam text that is currently happening right now, it's called, I I don't know if you're familiar with this, um, smishing or SMS phishing. It means that fraudulent practice of sending messages purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal personal information such as passwords, credit card numbers. What is very concerning is that many of us receive spam messages that sometimes contain our names, which allegedly match our usernames in popular payment and messaging applications that scammers probably harvested from various apps that we are using. The NPC has recently conducted an initial investigation about this and even released a statement saying that these missing messages appear to have been sent using specific mobile numbers registered to certain texting services. According to the NPC, smishing messages sent through text are possible through a phone-to-phone transmission, P2P transmission. Such transmission is usually coursed through a telecommunication company's regular network and does not pass through data aggregators or third party organizations or applications. In simpler words, This means that scammers are actually using prepaid numbers that are subscribed to unlimited text promos to send thousands of text messages to unlimited number of people. However, even if the scammers are not using applications, the NPC warns the public to be very vigilant in using apps that would require the disclosure of personal information. It has also directed telecoms to accelerate the process of blocking SIM cards that are being utilized to perpetrate smishing.
1: I know that the NPC is saying that it is impossible for applications or third parties to have shared these numbers to scammers. But do you think, in one way or another, they played a role in these scam text messages? Well,
2: you see, Ed, I think it does. If you remember, at the very start of the COVID-19 pandemic, it became mandatory to conduct contract tracing, signing of health declaration forms, and other various documents, which I think also pose a risk to data subjects whenever the personal information controller has poor mechanisms for data privacy protection. As we see right now, we are experiencing the consequences of improper handling of personal information. I am guessing that the issue we are facing right now will really serve as a wake up call not only for personal information controllers to improve their practices in data privacy protection and security, but also for the public to take reasonable steps in protecting their own data. So what can we do as data subjects to protect our information? You see, Ed, I think we have come to a point where we have to accept the reality that our personal information has been compromised. Over the past weeks, we have received several text messages even spelling out our full names. Now that we know this, the next step is not to click on the link that is included in the text, no matter how much they are giving you, so that the scammer would not get any more information about you and me. Another practice that we should do is to update the passwords and information we have disclosed to third parties and other companies. In doing so, we can check if our accounts were compromised or not by the breach. One more thing to do is to monitor if there are any malicious transactions involving our accounts. Since scammers know your identity already, they might have also infiltrated your accounts. I guess right now the most important thing is to be very careful with how you and me share our information on the internet. Before, when we open an account, we rarely read the terms and conditions failing to understand that we are giving up a piece of our information, a piece of our lives. Now I think we should be more vigilant about these things because data privacy crisis we are experiencing at the moment is very serious. Make sure to limit any disclosure about ourselves to anyone and don't just click any questionable links that are being sent to
1: us. I agree with you on that, Attorney Kiko. Thank you for sharing your insights. I'm sure our listeners will find it really helpful. So to our listeners, stay vigilant. Okay, so that's all the time that we have right now. We went from talking about what data privacy is, who is a data subject, what are the rights of a data subject, and the emerging trends and current issues that you have about our data. Before we end,
2: Attorney Kiko, what is your main takeaway? As a data privacy practitioner, I have seen the interplay between technology and data privacy. The more we innovate technology and make our lives easier, the more challenging it is for us to manage our data and protect our privacy. We might feel powerless right now because of the bombardment of smishing messages that we have been receiving a lot recently, but we are more tech savvy and conscious right now as to how data is being used and abused by third parties. Ed, we have to continue staying vigilant on what we share online. More importantly, we have to be very careful with text messages that we receive. Yes, I agree, Attorney Kiko.
1: So thank you so much for your time. Ed, thank you very much for giving this opportunity. Thank you. And that is it for our fourth episode of Prime Movers. We hope you enjoyed and learned from our discussion. In our next episode, we will be talking about annulment and violence against women and children. Make sure to catch it next time.